You're listening to Pueblo's Health, a podcast by the Pueblo Department of Public Health and Environment. I'm your host, Tristan Garcia, communications specialist here at PDPH&E, and I'm so glad you've taken the time out to learn more about public health in your community. It's the one-stop shop for all things public health, rolling into another great episode of the Your Words Have Power campaign, and I'm so glad to be joined today by two wonderful guests. First joining me, Melinda Sentence, health promotion specialist from PDPH&E. Melinda, how are you today? Good, Tristan. How are you? So good and glad you're back in the studio. Joined by our first time guest here, Troy Graham, a member of the Your Words Have Power campaign. Troy, how are you, my man? I'm doing wonderful, Tristan. Thank you. Good. Well, I'm so glad you both are here. And this is a campaign that we've been talking about for nearly six months now on the podcast. And every single time we bring another guest on, I talk about how excited I am. Today, I'm a little bit more excited because we're taking a different lens into today's podcast. Melinda, I know you've got a little bit to provide before we get started. I'll I'll let you start. Yes. So hello, Pablo. So the Drug Enforcement Administration, uh, Washington Division seized over 8.3 million potentially deadly doses of fentanyl in 2022. The division confiscated nearly 160,000 fake pills containing fentanyl and more than 250 pounds of fentanyl powder through the year. And according to the CDC, nearly 108,000 people in the United States died of a drug overdose and drug poisoning in the tw- in a 12 month period ending mm. in January 2022. Wow. Uh, out of those, a staggering 67 percent deaths involve synthetic opiates like fentanyl. Fentanyl is also involved in more American youth drug death than heroin, meth cocaine, benzos, and RX drugs combined. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately, we're also experiencing overdose death associated with fentanyl here in Pueblo. From 2019 to 2022, 19% of overdose deaths involving one drug in Pueblo County were associated with fentanyl and norfentanyl. And 32% overdose death in Pueblo that involved two drugs in Pueblo were associated with fentanyl or norfentanyl. Wow. So for those who are still in their active addiction, please always test your drugs for fentanyl using fentanyl testing strips. Fentanyl testing strips can be obtained at one of our two harm reduction sites here in town. The first one being Access Point, the second one being the Southern Colorado Harm Reduction Association, or they can even be ordered online. Second, for all those out there, please always make sure to carry Narcan as this is the medication that reverses an opiate Mm. overdose, including those caused by fentanyl. Lastly, I want to say, if you think someone is experiencing an overdose, call 911, administer naloxone. If you have it, naloxone is the active ingredient in Narcan. So administer Narcan, try to keep them awake and breathing, lay them on their side to prevent choking and stay with them until emergency services arrive. Narcan, however, is not a substitute for emergency medical care. You still have to call 911. Holy cow. So with that all being said, I would like to introduce Troy, one of our Your Words Have Power campaign members who has actually struggled with a Mm. fentanyl addiction. That was his drug of choice. And I am so excited to have him here today and to educate Peplo, everybody out there in Peplo, about 
about his previous addiction with fentanyl. How are you, Troy? Good to see you. Good to see you, Melinda. I'm doing good. Those numbers are astounding, man. Mm. That just blows my mind, but they just keep growing. And and, uh, I'm very blessed and grateful that uh, I'm almost 13 months sober off of heroin and fentanyl. So uh, my, my world is blessed today. So, so I want to just ask really blunt up front, how did you get involved with this drug that so many people struggle with? What I started with is I started with a motorcycle accident and, and I was prescribed Oxycontin and my doctor gave me Oxycontin eighties from the very get go. And then one day he said, you've had enough Oxycontin. You're not getting prescribed no more. So, um, I turned to heroin because Mm. I was, my body became addicted to the opiate and, and actually heroin was a whole lot cheaper. Uh, first I was buying them on the streets and mm. I was ending up spending like $5,000 a month on, on, oh on, on Oxycontin. And, uh, so I found heroin and, and, and it was a lot cheaper and it was a lot, uh, I mean, I would, I didn't want to go through the withdrawal that opiates cause you once you become bodily addicted to it. So that's why I switched to heroin, man. And that lasted for how long, Troy? How long did you struggle with it? Eight years. Wow. I was homeless, carless, and jobless for eight years. And I found fentanyl about two years into the, into so six years on fentanyl, heroin, mm-hmm. and methamphetamine. And, uh, uh, um, but I smoked anywhere from 20 to 30 fentanyl pills every day and anywhere from an eight ball to a little more than, than an eight ball of heroin every day, which is a lot. Uh, how I never overdosed is, uh, uh, one reason I could look up and say, God, that's the only reason, but mm. I'm here today and I'm here to show people that it is possible to get sober off of heroin and fentanyl yeah. and, 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 and and there is a life after heroin and fentanyl and, and I'm living proof. If I can get sober, anybody can get sober, Tristan. Yeah. So how did it happen? I know it's not an easy thing. I know it's not the one thing that just kind of happened to you overnight. I'm sure you didn't wake up cured of everything that you had struggled with for eight years, but kind of walk through that process of recovery. What it looked like for you? Well, for me, I would have never raised my hand and said, I, I, I surrender on the streets. So April 14th, 2022 at 1.35 PM in the afternoon, I walked out of the South side Walmart and I was greeted by a wonderful police officer. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I spent 87 days in the public County jail fighting some cases and they were, they were felony theft cases. I ended up having to steal mm. for my, for my, for my addiction. And, and, uh, uh, I was, I was arrested and it took me till April 23rd, 2022 in jail to, to come off of it, to withdraw. Mm. And, and, I swore to myself I would never do that again. So really jail is what got me sober, man. It, it, it broke me. Was that, and if it's too personal, you don't have to answer, but I mean, was that really your first serious run in with the law and, and really opening your eyes to, to the most negative side effect you could have from this addiction? It's the first time I ever, I never got bonded out from jail, but it was my first serious, uh, I never had a felony going into jail. I was mm. facing four felonies because the amount of theft that I was doing. And it, and it was the first time that my family turned their back on me. And then I shouldn't say turn their back on me, but they decided not to bail me out. And they said, they, they, they gave me tough love. And that's a better word for it than turn their back on me because they never really did turn their back on me. But, um, um, my bond was 12.5 cash. And my father said, I'm not spending 12.5 cash on you for you to run. And, and cause I know if I do, you're going to get out of jail and you're going to just run right back to the trap house. That's what I had done every yeah. other time. Uh, uh, my run-ins with the law were like DUIs and stuff like that traffic stuff, you know, nothing ever with the felony. So I knew I was going to sit in public County jail for a minute right. and I knew I was going to withdraw. And, 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 and because of that, and because of that pain that I went through, I don't live in it today. 
but I respect it today. Mm. So I never want to go back to that again. And, and and I wake up every morning and I and I and I hit my knees and I ask for help with that every morning. And I do a lot of things in my life for recovery, you know, to 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 ensure that. Uh, uh, I'll tell you this, Tristan. Nobody told me that sobriety was going to be easy, mm-hmm. but they promised me it's going to be very rewarding. And I live by that and I stand by that. And it is very rewarding today. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so glad you get to enjoy that aspect of life because eight years is a long time to not feel that reward of, of every day waking up, the sunshine hitting your face <laughs> and feeling like it's a new day for you to kind of conquer and do whatever it is. Um, but I hear that term a lot, tough love. And that's where people say those words have so much power in changing the trajectory of somebody's life. Like, like tough love only goes so far until finally that door is shut. What were some of the the things that were said or, or ways that people supported you throughout your recovery and especially in, in your last 13 months of sobriety now? The biggest thing is my, 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 my mom and dad, they, they, they forgave me and um, um, they let me back into their lives. And, and, and I go to two celebrate recovery Tuesdays at family worship, Thursdays at praise assembly of God. And those two are like a faith-based AA meeting is what they are. Mm -hmm. And the thing I like about them is they're not just for addictions. It's called hurts, habits, hangups, and addictions. So there's people in those meetings that are struggling with uh, anxiety. There's people in those meetings that are struggling with depression. There's people in those meetings like me that are struggling with, with addiction, you know? So, so, uh, the biggest thing that I think I did was, was, uh, right out of jail, I went to JBBS reentry too. And I went there to just strictly get hooked. uh, I'm not sorry, hooked not, but put on the Vivitrol shot with Vivitrol is an opiate blocker. Um, once a month, uh, administered by a doctor and they got me set up with that. And they said, well, where are you going to live? I said, I'm homeless. I'm probably going to go back to the trap house. Mm. And, 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 and a lady in there by the name of Heather, she said, well, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. Mm. And I said, whether I have any money or not. And she said, yeah, you're going to get a haircut. And that made sense to me. So what she did was she set me up with an Oxford sober living home Mm. and, and, and helped me get in with no money in my pocket. Like I said, I was homeless, jobless and carless for eight years. And so, so I moved into that Oxford sober living and it saved my life. It saved my life, man. I was there for uh, nine months and uh, my father passed away uh, February 19th of 2023. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was able to stay sober through that, man. So, so for the first time of any type of uh, um, grieving period or any type of catastrophe, anything in my life for the, first, I always ran to drugs for comfort. Mm-hmm. I always would run to drugs for comfort. And for the first time in my life, I didn't have to run for drugs for comfort this mm. time, man. I had that support system. I had Melinda. I had, I had, I had CR. I had praise assembly of God. I have all, everybody I've surrounded myself with this time. Cause I've tried to get sober many times in my life. I've mm-hmm. truly been addicted for about 34 years. Wow. Um, but eight years of, of, of opiates and, and fentanyl and, and meth. And, and the other addiction was cocaine and, and, and alcohol, which doesn't attack your body. You don't become physically addicted. Once you come on heroin and, and get on heroin and, and fentanyl, you become physically addicted. Right. And so if you don't do it every day, you're sick. And who wants to be sick? Right. It's a miserable feeling, man. So you just do what you, I just did. I'll speak for myself. I just did what I had to do to keep high. Yeah. So, so, uh, the, 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 uh, Oxford sober living saved my life. And when my father passed away, I moved in with my mother to take care of my 80 year old mother. So she's not by herself and, mm. and it's working out very well. 
Good. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that about your father, but Thank also, you. Troy, I'm so proud of you. Thank like you. that step to take, that grieving process is so easy to fall back into habits. And I'm so proud that you were able to not do that. You were able to start a new healthy coping habit that I hope you can continue to enjoy as you endure hardships. Unfortunately, they do occur in life. And that's the reality of this it's, it's, recovery. It's part of life. It's part of life. And you know, the great thing I tell everybody too, uh, Tristan, is, is that I'm grateful that I was sober for my dad's death. Because I'm that guy that would have been played the victim role. Mm. I would have played the poor me role. Poor me, poor me, pour me some more heroin. Poor me, pour me some more fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And and I wouldn't have been able to feel that. And I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been there for my family. And I was there for my family through my dad's death. And next to my mother, me and my dad were the closest in my family. Mm. Man, he was my dude. Man, he was my boss for 34 years in the car business. I sold cars for 34 right. years in Pueblo. And I was very successful and had a very good career. Um, but my dad was my boss, man. So, you know, not only did we, we, we worked together for 34 years, man. And, you know, so, and then we did family things after that. So mm-hmm. we were very close. And, and so I lost my dude, man. I lost, I lost, I lost my number one go-to guy. Yeah. But I didn't really lose him, man. He's in heaven. So, so I look at it like that and I, and I, and I'm, and I, and I, and I have comfort in that. I have comfort in that, that he has no more pain. Yeah. He felt no pain when he died. He, he dropped dead of a massive heart attack and he was dead when he hit the floor. Mm. So, you know, man, I'm grateful for that too. So that God took him quick. So I'm very yeah. blessed. I'm very blessed today. Well, I, I hear so often. And unfortunately the reality of being addicted to very strong opiates is that your system shuts down a lot of those human emotions that can be felt. And I can tell in your voice and in your story and in your conviction, in the way you speak about your new life, that you feel like you're enjoying life. Like you're actually feeling life again. And that's something that I'm sure for a really long time, Troy, you just kind of don't even know you're missing out on. So to be able to appreciate that is awesome. You know, the days go by so slow when I was in my addictions, like 24 hours is like 72 hours today. Mm -hmm. You know, man, like today the days fly by. I'm like, okay, I got this, 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 my days are booked up. I love it. You know, uh, I am on probation till 2025. Currently right now, as we speak, I'm on an ankle monitor because of the wreckage of my past, I call it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, 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 I've been on that almost, it'll be four months, June 16th. I get off of that. So, uh, and it's expensive. Yeah. Crime don't pay. I tell everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's very expensive, but, but I deserve to be in prison for three to five years, Tristan. I mm. deserve that. And, and I was, I was blessed that I had a judge that said rehabilitation before incarceration for mm. this man. And I believe he can do it. And he looked at me and that was judge Fletcher. And he looked at me, he said, don't prove me wrong. Cause if you come back before me, you're going straight to Canyon city. I yeah. said, yes, sir. Your honor. I promise <laughs> you, I won't, I won't, I won't let you down, man. So, you know, man, I, I have so many blessings in my life today. The blessings outweigh the negatives that, that, that the darkness of drug addiction would cause me. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth it for me, but it's uh, today, today, you know, uh, uh, yesterday's a mystery tomorrow. Yesterday's history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Today's yeah. the present. That's why it's a gift. And I got that from AA. That's not my own saying. So, uh, I, I live by that man. And, mm-hmm. and it's just a better way to live Tristan. It yeah. really is. I, mean, I would be crazy. Like I said, 
I don't live in my past, but I respect my past. Yeah. But I would be nuts to go back to that as good as my life has gotten in the past 13 months. Why would I go back to that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to know what you came from to know where you're going. That's right. right. That's another That's right. one that you hear a lot of. And I just am so appreciative of your openness with this. I mean, Thank a lot you. of people shy away and it's very easy to feel some sort of embarrassment or hide from those things that maybe wants to find you. And I can tell by your, your uh, attitude now that they don't, that that's not you. That's who you were, but that's not you. And that's not a you that you're ever going to go back to. So from that, that regard, what do you tell people that may struggle with that past and may not see the future that you're currently living and enjoying? You hit it right on the head. It don't define me anymore. And that is so that, 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 that is so, so I'm so blessed for that, man, because I was ashamed. I lived with a lot of guilt and shame because my core value, I was raised in a very loving, my mom and dad were married 62 years before my father passed away, mm. you know, and I, and I never heard my mom and dad fight. I never saw my mom and dad drink. I never saw my mom and dad do a drug. I was raised in a Christian home. I went to church every Sunday. I, mean, mm-hmm. I was just raised in that, you know. So so the other thing I tell people, Tristan, is, is that drugs doesn't discriminate. It just doesn't. It doesn't matter your culture. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter rich or poor. Mm. I came from a very, very good family. Not really, really not very wealthy, but, but, but live really, really well, man. Yeah. I got everything I ever wanted in my life. I was a spoiled rotten brat. I will tell you that. <laughs> so that was my daddy's, I was my daddy's boy, man. Yeah. So if I wanted it, my dad got it for me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. uh, um, uh, um, um, it doesn't define me today. And I'll tell you what I'm doing is I just finished my first semester at PCC. Come on. 54 years old, barely made it through high school. I made it through high school because I was a good athlete and I'm an extrovert and I know how to talk and I know Uh how to win people over, you know. I used to (laughs) manipulate people for a bad way. Today I manipulate people in a good way just to help them get better, you know. That's my life goal, you know. But uh, I got an 86.67 GPA with my first semester. Come on. I have no clue how it happened, but but, but it's proven in my... I I proved it to my mom yesterday. (laughs) I showed her that. So, so, you know, and I'm going to school to be a drug and alcohol alcohol counselor. Oh, and I'm going to give back and, and my passion is going to be the homeless and that's what yeah. I'm going to do. Yeah, man, I'm so proud of you. Thank I'm you. so excited for what you're going to do for, for not only this campaign, this community, but for other people who dealt with exactly what you went through. And I know your story is unique to you and is so powerful that I, I'm so glad you shared that with me because just by hearing it, just by being able to let our listeners hear this, I know it's going to change somebody's life. And I'm so glad you were able to just share that with us today to live in that new joy every single day. And, I, and like I said, I can't wait to see what you do in the future, Troy. I'm so glad you took time out of your day to come chat with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And man. Tristan, I want to tell Troy something. Troy, I am so very proud of you from the bottom of my heart. You are a very, very amazing person mm. that um a lot of people can look up to i know i look up to you oh. you're so positive and i just i'm so thankful that i have met you and that you are part of our your words have power campaign and i wish you all the best in your future yeah. and that is from the bottom of my heart Troy. thank you melinda and i and i and i and i love you too and it's just it's been such a great relationship and it's just only going to go further and further and further i'm blessed i'm i'm so blessed to have you in my life and you know when melinda came to me with this words have power program and she said we want to get the stigma off of heroin addiction mm-hmm. and we want to get the, st- the the public stigma because i'm going to tell you something when i was a kid growing up if i saw a homeless dude my, my immediate reaction was uh, 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 look mm-hmm. at that dude you know 
now now people relate it to mental illness and addiction. That's what they they they, they you're automatic in the public, guys. You're probably either an alcoholic, you're either mentally ill, mm. or, or 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 you're 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 heroin addicted, you mm-hmm. know, or fentanyl addicted, and and, and I want to get that stigma off the public as much as I can, and you know. I tell everybody my story, whether they want to hear it or not, Tristan. When I walk down the streets, I say, hey, did you know I'm sober did off you heroin know? <laughs> I let them know whether they want to know or not, my man. So <laughs> I love it. I love that, it. That is awesome. Well, I'm so glad I got the chance to chat with you today. You. Troy, Melinda, my guests on the podcast. To our listeners, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to learn more about public health in your community. You want to learn more about the Gilbert's Have Power campaign and how you can help destigmatize some substance use and empower others to recover visit pueblohealth.org and search your words have power a big shout out to our guests today troy and melinda and i'm just so glad that you took the time out i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day enjoy it